sing it one more time with all of our hearts this morning. He is here. Hallelujah. He is here. Oh, yes. this morning that you can touch him amen how many can say i touched him and i never was the same amen from that time i was a different individual amen i was just reading the other day where the prophet of god said he wanted to be the touchable god so he came down and became flesh that we could touch him and that we could fellowship with him and tell you this morning you're not serving a god that don't understand what we're going through this morning but everything that we faced he already faced amen and he he is the great comforter this morning. Do you believe that with all of your hearts? Amen. Can we just bow our heads together for a word of prayer? I believe that Elohim himself is moving through this building this morning. He's here to bless us. Let's just ask him to come. Heavenly Father, Lord, as your believers have gathered themselves together here this morning, Lord. Father, I don't believe that we're just here because we woke up and it was Sunday morning and we knew it was something we're supposed to do on Sunday morning. But Father, I believe we're here because there is a deep calling to the deep, Lord. Lord, I believe there's a pull on the inside of every believer here this morning. Father, some sending before me today have been serving you, Lord, for many, many years. Some, Lord, just a few years. But, Lord, we can all relate this morning, Father, to how your prophet talked about something on the inside of us that was, Lord, always different. Maybe as a child, things that didn't bother others seemed to bother us. And things that didn't, Lord, settle with others, Lord, maybe it settled with us. And, Lord, a long time we didn't know what it was. But then one day we recognized it was a gene seed, Lord, your own life that you placed on the inside of us and Lord by that seed you have drawn us together Lord you you have drawn us from different paths of life and Lord drawn us under this great message that you sent in this hour so this morning Lord we're not here for ritual we're not here for tradition but Lord the spirit has drawn us here today Lord I believe you've called us together because you have something for us this morning and Lord there's no way that me as a man can minister to the needs of these people but Lord we know that you can and so this morning we ask you to come may you come in the power of your resurrection lord for those that are sick this morning and suffering in their bodies i pray lord that you would just set them free today dear god may the great may the great angel of god just go by their homes or or the hospitals wherever they would be lord and just minister healing to their bodies or those who would be here today with different situations i pray you would come lord now father we know the enemy does everything he can lord to offset your word and to try to discourage your people but this morning lord may we lay aside tiredness lord may may we lay aside the cares of life and the things at work or the things at school whatever it be oh god and for these next few moments may we just become lord just shut in your presence oh god that we could be ministered to by you and minister lord to you by our worship and our praise 
And Father, we commit this service into your hands. Anoint your word this morning. Lord, you see once again the servants of yours that are sick and suffering in their bodies. Lord, Brother Ron, we ask you to just go there and touch him today, Lord. Brother Homer, Father, Lord, a veteran of the cross, Lord, a soldier. Lord, I pray your angels would just go there. Lord, may you may you breathe the breath of air into his lungs, oh God. Lord, not the breath of a man, but the breath of Almighty God, that you would drive out that condition in his lungs, that he could minister to your people, I pray. We love you this morning, Father. We ask these things in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. And all the believers said, amen. amen. And amen. God richly bless you this morning. If you have your Bibles, while you're standing with us, we'll invite you in the scriptures to the book of Deuteronomy, the 29th chapter. And while you're turning there, we want to greet you this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We sure I count it, Lord, an honor and a privilege to be able to stand here this morning behind the desk and speak to you from the word of the Lord and appreciate Brother Tim, Sister Karen, the church here and the fellowship and sure want to just continue to remember the Shoal family during this time and we just thank the Lord that we have an anchor, amen, amen, an anchor within the veil and we bring a greetings from our pastor, Brother Sean Martin and all the saints at Faith uh, Tabernacle back home send their greetings to you and I do want to take this opportunity just to extend a, a thank you and appreciation to all those that was able to come last week, Brother Tim and Brother Timothy and the different ones to the meetings there back home. We sure, sure appreciated everyone that was able to come. And I tell you, it's a, it's a wonderful time to be a Christian, but it's a terrible time to be the devil. Amen. Uh, there's a lot going on right now. Amen. A lot of victories taking place, revival burning across the land. And for that, we're grateful this morning. Amen. Amen. In the book of Deuteronomy, the 29th chapter, in the 29th verse, I have a, a few places I'd like to read here this morning, if that's okay. Deuteronomy, the 29th chapter and the 29th verse, the Bible here says, The secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. The secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us. So at one time they're going to be secret things, but then they're going to be revealed and they're going to belong unto us and to our children forever that we may do the words of this law. Now, we ask this question, how do we get the secret things? If you turn to the book of Amos, the third chapter, Amos, the third chapter, and the seventh verse, a very, very familiar reading to all the believers here this morning. But God has got to have a way or a means by which he will reveal these secret things. And in the seventh verse of the third chapter of Amos, the Bible says, Now surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. Amen. Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. And one of the places I'd like to look this morning is Hebrews, the sixth chapter. And I want to speak to you a little bit this morning about uh, one of those uh, secrets. I believe the message of the hour is full of secrets this morning, don't you? But the beautiful thing about it is they've been revealed, amen, by a prophet. In the book of Hebrews, the sixth chapter, in the six, 18th verse, we believe Paul wrote the book of Hebrews. And Paul says here in the 18th verse, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation. How many is thankful we have a strong consolation this morning? We might have a strong consolation 
who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil, whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. We ask the Lord this morning to add the blessing to the reading of his word as you may have your seats uh, this morning from those scriptures. We find, amen, our uh, assignment this morning in the word. And if I would title this today, I want to speak to you for a few moments on the secret of a victorious life. The secret of a victorious life. How many, how many desires a victorious life this morning? The prophet of God preaches a message in, in 1965 and he calls it Christ uh, is revealed in his own word. He said, now, and my text this morning is Christ is revealed in his own word. Now, where I come to the conclusion to talk on this was because knowing that we, we say, we mustn't just say uh, something because we're gathered together just to say something haphazardly to speak on anything, but it's something that will help stabilize the people. Amen. Something that will help stabilize the people for we are going, amen, to pass through dangerous and treacherous waters. Now, this is not a possibility. It's not something we might do. We might pass through dangerous waters. We might pass through treacherous waters. Amen. But the prophet of God is saying we are going, every one of us, amen, is going to pass through dangerous waters, amen, through treacherous waters. And he says, and we're already sailing through them now. He said, and sometimes, I guess with you, like it is with me, amen, it seems like so much of it is, it, it's just such a scary thing. Now, amen, if a prophet of God could sail through dangerous and treacherous waters and openly tell us amen that sailing through those things sometimes brings a fear upon you amen then I'll say it like this it's not uncommon today amen maybe to have a bit of a fear about the things that are before the church but amen a prophet would go on to say but we have been stabilized amen by the power of the word to face these things that we're going through amen now let me say this brother Branham was not a defeated preacher he, he was not a defeated prophet he was not a defeated individual amen but he was a victorious preacher. He was a victorious prophet and it wasn't that he didn't have troubles and he didn't have struggles but what it was was he had an anchor. Now amen that word victorious means having won a victory amen being triumphed of or characterized by victory it means to conquer. It means to win. It means to be the champion. It means to be successful. So amen to think about this this morning that God has sent a message in this hour amen that you don't have to be characterized by the things you're going through, amen, or the situations you're facing, but you're actually being characterized, amen, by the victory of Jesus Christ. We we all this morning desire, amen, to be victorious. Amen, is there anybody here this morning that doesn't desire to be victorious? Amen, we all desire to be victorious. Now, amen, as Christians, we, we have all seen people, amen, that we look up to as strong believers. You you maybe see a preacher or you see somebody in the church and, and you look up to them and you, you think, I wish I could be like that or I wish I could always have the victory like they have. Amen. I, I, I thirst for something that they have. The prophet said, I find amen that people struggle. He said, seems like I meet people and they say it's just such a struggle. Have you ever seen that way? He said, probably there's many sitting here before me now that has ups and downs and ins and outs. He said, amen. He said, the day they're all right. You meet them and well, they love the Lord and tomorrow they're having such a struggle to hold on. He says, the devil is tempting them and they're having such 
such ups and downs. He said, then you meet somebody that's on the hilltop all the time. He said, brother, there's nothing bothers them at all. Now there's bound to be something, amen, lacking somewhere because God is no respect of persons. Can, can you agree with me there? God is no respect of persons, amen, or God doesn't respect persons. He wants all of his children to have the same, amen. He wants all of his children to have the same. A righteous father wouldn't give one a dish of ice cream without giving them all ice cream. Certainly he wants you to live. He said, now I'm not talking about gifts. I'm talking about grace. He meant some are called the apostles. Some are called the prophets. Some are called the teachers. Amen. But God has placed in the church these things. But what I'm talking about is measures of grace. Amen. Overcoming grace to each one. Amen. Then to think this morning that it's not just the pastor that can be victorious. It's not just the evangelist that can be victorious. It's not just the apostle. Amen. That can be victorious. But it is the housewife. Amen. That can be victorious. It is It is the young man that can be victorious. It is the teenage girl. Amen. That can be victorious. It's not based upon the gift. Amen. Or the office that you hold that is producing the victory. Amen. What is producing the victory is the grace. Amen. That is on the inside of the believer. Amen. I'll say it like this. It's, na- it's not unnatural. Amen. To have a thirst to live a victorious life. The prophet said it's not a natural thing to thirst for God. It is a natural thing. It's just something that you should do. God has made you up like that. And it's no superhuman. Amen. Amen. Let's say that together. It's no superhuman. It's no superhuman. It's just actually a common human being. Amen. Amen. It ain't something special for some people. They say, well, I've seen some people live such a victorious life that they're constantly on the housetop and they're praising God. I wish I could feel that way. Amen. Well, the reason you are feeling that way is it's a thirst in you and it's for every person to thirst for God. Amen. Now, now, now what, a, what a miserable people we would be here this morning. Amen. To have a thirst for that, but they're not be a way to obtain it. Amen. To have a desire for that, but there not be a way to grasp it. But this morning, church, amen, every individual under the sound of my voice, amen, has got a right and authority this morning, amen, by the Holy Ghost not to sit there, amen, and wish you could have victory, amen, wish you could have joy, wish you could have peace, amen, wish you could have overcoming grace, amen, there is a message in the hour, amen, there's a message in the land today that says you don't have to wish for it, you can get up and go get it. Amen. If you want a victory, amen, you ain't got to wish you could get it. It's already yours. Amen. The only thing you got to do is claim it. Amen. I'll tell you this morning, I am sick and tired, amen, of the devil robbing the church of the living God from the things that God died that they could have. Amen. Christ died that we could have victory. Amen. He died that we could have joy. He died that we could have healing and salvation. Amen. And that devil's put these things off in the future somewhere. But there's not an army coming. There's not a generation coming. There is a generation here this morning that says these things are not for the future. These things are for right now. Amen. If the pastor can have victory, amen, then the housewife can have victory. Amen. If the evangelist can have victory, then the young girl can have victory. There is no age limits. Amen. On the victory of Almighty God. It is for whoever, amen, wants to raise up and claim it. You can have it this morning. Amen. It's a thirst. It's a desire. Amen. It's a hunger to live a victorious life. Actually, what you're doing is you're thirsting for the God, amen, that manifested himself in the individual that made them an overcomer in their situation. Think about that. You're not thirsting, amen, to be like Brother Tim or in these preachers, amen. You're thirsting, 
amen, for the God that's on the inside of them, when you see them face things and something raises up in them and doesn't pull back and retreat but says, let's move forward, amen, see, that's the God in them causing them to do that. Revelation, the third chapter, him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is the new Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him, amen, my new name. Now, who's doing this? It's not the individual, amen, it's the Holy Ghost on the inside of the individual manifesting the characteristic of God. Can you say amen? He said, now he's not only given crowns, but he says these and the bride will be made pillars in the temple of God. But what is the temple of God? Amen. Jesus spoke of his body as being the temple. It was. It was the temple of God. But now we are his body. Amen. The true church is the temple of God by the Holy Ghost within us. Amen. The true church is the temple of God. Amen. By the Holy Ghost within us. Now he is going to make the overcome. Comer, amen, a pillar in the temple. Amen. But what is a pillar? A pillar is actually a part of the foundation for it holds up the superstructure. He said, praise God. Amen. That puts the overcomer, amen, right in there with the apostles and the prophets. Oh, help me, Lord. Amen. That puts the overcomer, amen, right in the superstructure, amen, on the same foundation, amen, that the apostles and the prophets won't think about that this morning. Amen. It's not just the prophet, amen, in the foundation. It's not just the apostle in the foundation. It's not just the pastor, amen, but it's the overcomer, amen, that's on the same foundation. Oh, to think this morning, that's the reason the devil's fighting you like he is, amen, because you're not a quitter, amen, you're an overcomer, amen, you're not a throw up your hands and turn around, you are an overcomer that has been called by the grace of Almighty God to be a part of the superstructure in the last days, amen, Paul will say, you are no more strangers and foreigners, amen, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation, amen, of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself, amen, being the chief corner stone in whom the whole body fitly framed together amen groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the spirit amen so in this age we're living in God is not building a denomination God is building a church are you with me? The prophet of God said God is building a church. He is building superstructure powerhouses. Amen. To be witnesses in this last day. He said in verse 22, we are building together with him. Everything went through the door of Jesus and is a part of the body or the temple. Now when God puts a man in the temple as a pillar and makes him a part of the foundation group, what is he doing? He is giving him the revelation of the word and of himself because that is exactly Amen. What the apostles and the prophets had. Amen. Can I just take a time out and preach to you here for a second? Amen. Sometimes you get in your mind, amen, that the preachers got more than you've got. Amen. Or the evangelist had a better chance than you had. Amen. But I'll say it like this there's no respect of persons in God. Amen. What the pastor got is the same thing you can get. Amen. What the evangelist got is the same thing you can get. Amen. There is a word in this age. Amen. To come into the heart of the believer. Amen. Amen, to quicken an overcomer on the inside of them that 
no matter what they go through, they'll still be standing. Amen. Can I get a witness here today that says, I know what you're talking about. Amen. It wasn't because of the family I come out of. It wasn't because of the church I was raised in. It wasn't because of the home. It was because the grace, the overcoming grace of God, amen, brought down in my soul, amen, and quickened the seed on the inside of me. That's why I'm standing here today. Oh, come on, church. I'm not talking about a bunch of wishy-washy cowards and a bunch of hybrid Christians, amen, that blow up and throw up, amen, at the first sign of trouble. I'm talking about some rugged, amen, warriors. I'm talking about some sons and daughters of God that when the devil, amen, throws everything he's got at you, you stand there and square your shoulders back and say, is that all you got? Amen. I'm not a part of this way out of sea and lukewarm hybrid religion. I am a part of the foundation. It is a superstructure. It is a word-built church. It is a church that don't blow apart. It's a church that stands in the face of adversary. It stands in the face of sickness. It stands in the face of heartache. We have got the same thing Paul had. We got the same thing the apostles had. You're not made out of one material and the prophets made out of another and the apostles. Amen. It's the same material. It's Holy Ghost material. Amen. Isn't that good? It's Holy Ghost material. Amen. Then you know what kind of material you're made out of? You're made out of stuff that don't bluff. Isn't that good? You're made out of stuff that don't bluff. So the first sign of trouble doesn't cause you to back up. It causes you to do the same thing that the forerunners before you done because you're built out of the same material. He said, what is it? It is the word and no one. Somebody say no one. No one can get the word out of them. Amen. No one can get it out of him. See, in Matthew 16, 17, blessed art thou for Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. See, then this revelation, this revelation that's keeping you, amen, that's putting a power in you, it's not coming from flesh and blood. It is coming from heaven. Let me say it like this. Then there is a bride on the earth this morning who is receiving the revelation and being set free by the revelation she is receiving. Amen. Remember Johnny Crow, the prophet of God said he'd been tied down so long. He said, but one day the good man and come by and cut him free. He said all the other birds, amen, they wanted to go jump. They, they wanted to go fly. They, they wanted to go soar somewhere. He said, but Johnny Crow, amen, went as far as he could. See, what Johnny Crow done was he got used, amen, to going so far. He got used to going maybe to youth camp, and that's as far as he went. He got used to going to three services a week, and that's as far as he went. Amen, but one day the good man come by, amen, and cut Johnny Crow free, which meant all limitations have now been taken off of Johnny Crow than what the rest of the birds do, Johnny Crow can do. Oh, preach with me, somebody. Amen. If the rest of the birds fly, Johnny Crow can now fly. The prophet said, you've been tied so long till you think you're still tied. He said, but your sin is the only thing keeping you from being free. But he who the Son has cut free. Amen. He who the Son has cut free is free indeed. Amen. I think we ought to take a few moments here, and I think we ought to cut ourselves free. Amen. From the excuses of why we can't live victorious. We ought to cut ourselves free from the excuses of why that we can only shout in youth camp, but we sleep in the house of God. 
We can only run the aisles, amen, in a convention atmosphere. But on Wednesday night, we look like a bump on a pickle. Oh, I'm going to preach this morning. Amen. I'm talking about a God that didn't come to produce a Christian that's up one day and down the next and is controlled by the elements of the church. I'm talking about a Christian that if the whole church is cold, they're on fire. If the whole church is sleeping, they're awake. Amen. What is it, church? It's a power that has come into the life of that individual by the baptism of the Holy Ghost and a part of the superstructure. you're free this morning. Amen. The prophet said, he who the son is cut free is free indeed. See, well, my pastor, nothing about that. The Bible said you're free. Amen. That's right. You are free. Well, my church, see what the prophet's doing? He's cutting you free from all these excuses. Well, my pastor, the Bible said you're free. What's your next excuse? Well, the church, but the Bible said you're free. He washed us and loosed us from our denominations in his own blood and has made us free so we can think for ourselves, amen, do for ourselves, talk for ourselves, act for ourselves. Well, if, it, if I went back and told the pastor I had to be rebaptized, he would, what about you are free? <laughs> amen, what about those words, you are free? Well, the pastor, you are free. Well, my friend, you are free. Well, my family, you are free. Amen. I'm not a broken record. I'm going to drive that home for a minute. Amen. You are free this morning. Amen. To live the desires of your heart. Well, the pastor, no, you're free. He says, this is a revelation. You know, all right, you are free. Well, you've been sprinkled with a little salt shake like this, the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Here's a good pool sitting here. Amen, ready this morning with water in it. See, yes, sir, it's not right. So you're not bound anymore. You are free, but maybe you don't know it. Amen, but let me tell you this morning, the Bible said he loosed us from our sins, our unbelief. Are you ready? That we might receive the revelation of Jesus Christ. So we were not just loose to shout. We were not just loose to dance. We were not just loose to, amen, amen, to run the aisles, but we were loosed to receive the revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen, that the same victory that was accomplished in the forefathers would be accomplished in this generation. What good is a message, amen, that can free you, amen, but can't keep you? Can I preach a minute? Amen, what good is a gospel, amen, that can make us run the aisles, but it can't keep us living clean? I'll tell you what about this message. It'll take a boy and make him live clean, make him shout clean, make him talk. Are you with me? Amen, this message will take a young girl. It'll wash all the paint off of her face. It'll cause her to pick up a white flag and begin to wave it through the air as a sign of victory over everything the devil's over her. I'm talking about a message that didn't come to produce a church. It come to produce a bride. It come to produce a victorious bride. It come to produce more. Amen. Than a bunch of religion. It come to produce some real. Amen. Thoroughbred. Holy Ghost filled and fire baptized Christians. Yes, sir. You have been free to receive the revelation. He said, see, have you gotten free yet? Amen. Here is the revelation. You take what God says about it. You receive the revelation. 
revelation of who he is. Now let me say this. We are living in the hour when God himself, amen, is writing the revelation of his word in the heart of his believers. Amen. Paul will say, for as much as you're manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God. Amen. Brother, Brother Craig was at the house the other day and I showed him I was talking about Bibles. I showed him here in my Bible. was talking about different types of Bibles we like. And I showed him here. I said, well, I love that Thompson chain. Amen. But I, in case you don't know, I sweat. Amen. And every now and again, you get to preaching and sweat starts running down on the page. Amen. You know what sweat does? It, it smears the ink. Amen. And before long, you can't make out what's there. Amen. And before long, everything runs together. But here, Paul is saying that God is going to write a Bible. Amen. That ink cannot smear. Amen. That water cannot wash away. Amen. That fire cannot burn. Oh, church of the living God, I'm not talking about a bookstore. Amen. I'm not talking about a Bible bookstore. I'm talking about a living bookstore. Well, let's preach a minute. I'm talking about living epistles that have not been read by ink. Amen. That when they go through something, the tears can wash away what God has done in their life. When they go through the fire, amen, the fire can burn away what God has done in their life. I'm talking about some Christians, amen, that have been written by the Spirit of God. And my Bible says heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. It's not been written in the tables of stone, but in the fleshly tables of the heart. See, the promise that the Jewish church was brought out of Egypt in Palestine was the natural church. He said that a natural law was a natural people, but we today are God's spiritual church with a spiritual law written on the tables of our heart and we are, oh God, we are being led in a spiritual form. We are not here as a natural church with a natural law being led in a natural form. We are here as the spiritual church with a spiritual law, amen, written in our hearts being led in a spiritual form. Now they looked upon it to see where the pillar of fire was, the angel Lord, but we don't look today. Now think about this. Israel looked to see where is the pillar of fire. He said they looked there and they looked here. He said, but we don't look today because there's just something happens that we know he's there. Okay. Amen. There's just something happens that we know he's there. What could happen? Amen. That would cause us to know that no matter what we're going through, amen, our leader is still with us. No matter what we're facing, amen, our guide is still with us. No matter what doctor's report we receive, the great physician is still with us. No matter what trouble we face in the middle of the night, Brother Tim, we know that God is still with us. What could happen that would cause us to know that? I'll tell you what it is. It's an experience on the backside of the desert. It's you standing in the same place Moses stood talking that leader face to face. There's something happens that we know he's there. Amen. Are you with me? We know he's there. Amen. When you receive a bad doctor's report, you don't have to walk out of the doctor's office and say, oh God, where is you? Hey, where, where are you at? You just walk out of there and say, he said he'd never leave me. He said he'd never forsake me. He said he'd be with me always, even until the end. Are you hearing me? Amen. I'm not here this morning. Amen. Guessing the pillar of fire is here. I didn't come here hoping the pillar of fire would show up. Brother L, I didn't come here hoping that the same pillar of fire that led Israel would come in this building this morning. I come here knowing he was going to be here. 
Oh, help me, church. We're not a bunch of guessers this morning. We are believers. Amen. That knows beyond the shadow of a doubt that the pillar of fire is with us this morning. Are you with me? Amen. We know he's here. Therefore, we know, amen, that sometimes we've got to sacrifice things in our life to surrender ourselves to the leadership of the Holy Ghost. How many believes you're a part of that spiritual church? How many believes you're a part of that spiritual-led church? Amen. Spiritual-led form church. The prophet said many times spiritual-led people are misunderstood. Amen. The peoples of the world because it's such a strange, amen, and odd life to live a full surrendered life to the Lord Jesus. Amen. It's a strange and an odd life to live a full surrendered life to the Lord Jesus. Amen. Now think about that. Remember the prophet talked about the, the man there and his baby dying with black diphtheria and he said he was standing there and he was talking to the nurses talking to the doctors and he said then the prophet come in and he began to pray and he said thus saith the Lord the child will be well. Amen. Now think about this they had scans, they had reports they had everything there testifying the baby was going to die but a father, amen, was able to stand there and say praise God he's going to live. Amen. Praise God he's going to be fine and the nurses said sir you lost your mind no he hadn't. He was a part of a spiritual led church that was not being led by the natural he was being led by the spiritual which was the supernatural oh I'm trying to behave myself amen you know why they looked at him and said sir you've lost your mind it's because he could look at the reports and laugh in the face of those reports because he heard what God said amen are you hearing me this morning you know why this church amen is ridiculed and made fun of it's not because of where you're at it's not because of who you are it's because you broke out of this earthbound realm into a heavenly bound realm into an atmosphere where all things are possible and no matter what the devil throws at you it don't have the power to shake you Oh, the devil had his way this morning. We had everyone be out of this church, but he didn't have his way because we done broke into another realm and we know no matter what tomorrow holds, we done fellowshiped with the one who is holding tomorrow. If it's a storm, it'll be okay. If it's a sickness, we'll be okay. Are you hearing me? Not talking about up and down. I'm talking about coming to a place of stability. Amen. By the revelation of the word. See, then what you got to do is surrender yourself to the leadership of the pillar of fire. You can't tell the pillar of fire where to take you. You've got to surrender yourself and say, pillar of fire, wherever you take me, I'm not your leader. You're mine. I'm not your father. Amen. You're not my father. I'm your follower. Well, is this okay? Amen. Pillar of fire. If you lead me in the burning bush, I'll go in the burning bush. If you lead me in the lion's den, I'll go there. Wherever you lead me, Lord, I will trust you. You say, but then how can you say that? Because the same pillar of fire that was here while the Bible was being wrote is the same pillar of fire that is here while the Bible is being interpreted or is being revealed, which means being brought to pass in human flesh. Now, let me say it like a prophet said it. I challenge you to believe that Jesus Christ is revealed in the form of the Son of Man in human flesh, amen, through the bride's body. 
I challenge you, amen, to believe the Son of Man is revealed in human flesh, amen, through the bride's body. Amen. Now, how many will accept this call? How many will accept that challenge? Amen. Then let me say it like this. Amen. He wasn't challenging you just to believe that on the platform the Son of Man was being revealed. Amen. When he was speaking to storms, the Son of Man was being revealed. He was challenging you to believe in this Son of Man dispensation that no matter what you go through, the same Son of Man that was there is here leading the church. Through the bride's body. Amen. Like this. The prophet said, I believe it like this. The son of man in human flesh through the bride's body. See, then what he's doing in this hour is Paul is not here. Peter is not here. James is not here. Can I say it like this? William Branham is not here. Amen. But Joe is here. And Tim is here. And Timothy and Aaron is here. Are you with me? Amen. And young men is here. Amen. So will you accept? Amen. That the same son of man that revealed himself through that part of the body is the same son of man revealing himself through this part of the body in the hour we're living in. Now I'll say it like this. I believe it's possible to get the victory. <laughs> Amen. I about shouted my, my shoe heels off back there when Brother Tim was singing that song. I believe it is possible to get the victory. But can I tell you something else I believe? I believe it's possible to keep the victory. I don't believe it's just possible to get it. Amen. I believe it's possible to keep it. I believe it's possible, amen, to live a victorious life in the middle of a neurotic age. I believe it's possible, amen, to live in an atmosphere with God when men are one degree from total insanity. I believe there is a stable bride. Got to cut loose and preach here in a minute. I believe there is a stable bride upon the earth today that is not being led by what she sees. She's not being pulled, amen, by the trials she goes through, amen, but she's called a glimpse of the other side. And there's an anchor over there that is anchored in her heart and it is pulling her through everything she's going through. Amen. It is possible. Somebody say it's possible to get the victory. Say it like you believe it. It is possible to get the victory. It is possible to keep the victory. It is possible to keep the victory because the thirst or the desire of a believer is to live a victorious life. Amen. I, 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 I'll say it like this. The prophet said the Lord knows the thoughts and the intents of your heart. Now, can I take a minute here and read something to you? It's actually in Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is quick and is powerful and is sharper than any two-edged sword. It is piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit of the joints and the marrow. And it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. See, then what good is it for you to have a desire in your heart if there's not a God here to manifest the desire that's in your heart? See, God desires, amen to give you the desires of your heart. God desires, amen, to give you the desires of your heart. No matter how big they are, no matter how small they are, amen, God desires to give you the desires of your heart. David said, delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Listen to this, and who is God, 1950. Just a minute. I want to go down here and look in the audience and just look around. Everybody this way. See, God bless you, brother. Believe right over the top of your back there. Step aside. I believe I see a lady. They're looking to me, trying to believe. 
I see a lady there looking at me trying to believe. It's a young lady sitting there, I believe. Do you believe me, sister, with all your heart? Do you believe God sent me here for your healing? You're a stranger to me. I don't know you, but God knows I know nothing of you. Now, I know nothing of you now, but I want you to look this way, and I want you to believe. One thing I know this, that you haven't lived the life that you want to live, have you? You haven't been the Christian that you wanted to be and desire to be. That is true. You haven't lived the victorious life, amen, because darkness is gathering around you. But I see also, here's what's wrong with you. Amen, you're suffering the kidney. It's a bladder trouble. Is that right? Amen, you believe my word will be a party to you out of the word of God. Go home and serve God with all your heart. You shall be over that. You accept it. Say amen. Now think about this. A lady with an inflamed bladder, amen, in a prayer line, amen, desiring, amen, a healing of the body, but a prophet under the supernatural sign, oh God, can look into her heart and God can see that buried desire under all that, all that bladder trouble, all that inflammation and see, but buried in there is a desire to serve God. Buried in there is a desire to live a victorious life. Amen. Another place he said, Heavenly Father, you're here to make known all things. You are here manifesting yourself. And now, Father, she makes this confession to thy servant, knowing she wasn't making it to me, but believing that you would hear. He said, Now I pray, God, you give rest in your soul, in her soul, until you not give her rest, until she's really surrendered completely to him. I believe that you'll do that right away. He said, And your heart trouble will never bother you no more and now you go and give yourself completely to him and live a victorious life and forget about all your surroundings and what people are telling you amen don't believe that you go listen to what I've told you now and live happy think about that buried underneath that heart trouble amen brother Matt there was a desire there amen to live a happy amen surrendered amen consecrated amen amen victorious life and a prophet was able to look in there and say now sister God is here amen to give you the desires of your heart listen friends what good is a God amen to leave him in the 50s let's bring him to 2021 this morning I believe I'm looking at some believers here today that has the same desire amen God I want to sell out amen God I want to pursue amen the things of righteousness God I want to live for you can I tell you what church he is here amen to give you the desires of your heart well, Brother Andrew, you don't realize my family. I didn't ask you about your excuses. I'm telling you, you've got the same opportunity. Are you hearing me? You've got the same opportunity that Paul had to overcome the devil. You've got, but matter of fact, the prophet said you've got more opportunities. That's Easter Seal 65 in case you want to know. You've got more opportunities to overcome in this age than any age before us. See, then what am I saying? I'm saying victory has come to the church. Amen. To stabilize the church. Amen. Now in those discernments you're seeing the promised sign of the, of the Messiah which said it shall be when the Son of Man is revealed. Now notice this. When light shall come, amen, light shall cover, amen, and reveal what is laying there. Now, I just wonder sometimes when that woman stood in the prayer line and she had that inflamed bladder and the other woman come with a heart trouble, did they realize that that same light that could uncover the huge need in their life could uncover that other need of desiring to live a victorious life? 
But in the presence of the evening light, amen, there is nothing hid. Oh, God. Zechariah prophesied, it shall be light. See, it shall be light. About the middle day? No, at the evening time. Then what is light sent for so you can see how to get around? Amen. See where you're at. It shall be light at the evening time. Brother said, so we see the evening lights. Amen. Are here. Think about that, church. The evening lights are not coming, but the evening lights are here. And what does it have to do, light? If you have eyes to see how to get around. What is the evening light? It's the light that comes on to reveal something. See, what is Malachi 4 to do? To do the same thing. What was the open of the seven seals to do? Where all these denominations stagger around this is to reveal and to bring out. If you haven't got any eyes, then what's the, what's the use to reveal? <laughs> now think about that. God did not reveal the secret things and the hidden things, amen, without there being some eyes on the earth to see what he was revealing. Oh, God have mercy. He didn't reveal the seven mysteries of the Bible hoping somebody would see it. He didn't reveal the baptism of the Holy Ghost hoping somebody would see it. He didn't reveal how to overcome. Amen. Hoping somebody would see it. But he revealed it. Amen. Knowing that when the light began to shine, there would be some eyes up on the earth that would be able to see what God was revealing. Old church this morning, how many's got eyes to see? Anybody got eyes to see? You ought to be the happiest person in this building today when God has hidden, hidden things in his word, amen, for seven ages, but has released them in this age that we wouldn't be here stumbling around trying to find out how to live right, trying to find out how to baptize, trying to figure out how to have church. We have been given the secret things, amen, revealed through the channel of a prophet. Oh, to think this morning, church, we've got eyes to see. Therefore, God has sent the revelation that we can see by. What was the manifestation of the sign of the Son of Man? It was a victory in this age. Amen. Over the demon of unbelief. Can I preach here for a minute? It was a victory in this age over the demon of unbelief. When the prophet God would be standing there and he would say, you've got this trouble and you've got that trouble and you've got that trouble, what would he say? Do you believe me? Do you believe? Do you now believe? What would he say? If I told you your name, would you believe? If I told you your address, would you believe? And then stand there and accurately call out things that was buried in the hearts of individuals to show them in this age there is nothing hid from the Lord. Are you with me this morning? Amen. The prophet said, you want to know what I'm talking about is you might have thought I had something to do with this. He said, because I'm packing the message, I have no more to do with it than nothing. I'm no more than just a voice. He said, see, it isn't me. It wasn't the seventh angel. It was the manifestation of the Son of Man. It wasn't the angel, his message. It was the mystery that God unfolded. It's not a man, it's God. So now we found the secret amen to a victorious life is it's not the man it's the God it's not the preacher it's the God he said see the angel was not the son of man he was the messenger but the son of man is Christ he's the one you're feeding on you're not feeding on a man his words will fail but you are feeding on the unfailing body word 
Oh, help me, church. You are feeding on the unfailing body word of the Son of Man. Then let me say it like this. Man does not have the ability to manifest the desires of your heart. Amen. But God has the ability to give you the desires of your heart. So quit feeding on a man. Now, I may get quiet here, but that's quite all right. We'll get through it. Amen. Don't feed on the personality of a man. Don't feed on an idea of a man. Amen. Feed on Christ, which is the unfailing body word of the Son of Man. Amen. How many can agree the message of the hour came? Amen. Not to produce halfway Christians, but to produce total Christians. Amen. You realize the prophet said Moses could not bring a total deliverance to Israel until he was totally delivered himself. Moses had to be totally delivered. Moses had to come into a place of consecration with God before he could lead others. He said, what a marvelous, victorious life. Halfway life is the most miserable thing there is. And by the way, there's no such a thing as a halfway Christian. You're either a sinner or a saint. You're on one side of the fence or the other. If you're born again, you're saved. If you're not born again, you're outside of Christ. Without hope, without God, but God has made preparation for you to be saved. Amen. Then let me say this. If you're riding the fence this morning, there is a way that has been made for you to take a stand on the other side of the fence. God has made preparation for you to step across on the other side of the side of victory. Let me just stop here and say victory is not a future tense promise and it is not a past tense promise. Amen. But victory is a present tense promise. Well, Brother Andrew will have victory in the millennium and we have victory when Brother Branham was here. I say, Brother Joel, we've got victory here this morning. Amen. I wonder, is there any brothers here that's got victory? Is there any any sisters here that's got victory? Is there any young people here that's got victory? See, then victory is not coming. Amen. Victory is here this morning. Oh, some people think, well, I finally get the victory when I die. But we are called to have victory in this life, amen, by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. See, God has made a preparation, amen, through the message of the hour to bring a stability to the heart of individuals that they can live a victorious life. Look what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 54. So when this corruptible shall I put on incorruption, and this mortal shall I put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Amen. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Amen. The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which causes us to earn this victory. Is that what it says? That causes us to labor for this victory. No, my Bible says, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Then you've been looking for a way to earn it, and God has done a deposited into your account. God has given you, amen, the victory here this morning. The prophet said, I, even death itself cannot shake faith. Man can stand right in the face of death and shout the victory of the resurrection. Paul, oh, death, where is your sting? Grain, where is your victory? See, cause Christ raised up, and those that are in Christ will come forth with him at his coming. See, the devil can't change it. Amen, the devil can't change it.
object. Yeah, faith makes the word of God its sanctuary of its eternal rest. It lays in the word of God. Now here's Paul, amen, an apostle and a prophet, amen, who's writing about victory and look what he goes through. Now, now how many enjoys reading your Bibles? Do you draw strength from your Bible? I say thank God for our Bibles, right? Amen. Now let me say this. Our Bibles are full of examples of victorious lives. Amen. Each example in the Bible shows how that God got the victory, amen, through each life. Let me say it like this. Amen. God got the victory through Moses. And God got the victory through David. And God got the victory through Paul. Are, are you seeing the picture? It was not the man getting the victory. It was the God on the inside of the man getting the victory. Is that all right? In other words, amen, God is using your flesh, amen, to get the victory over his enemy. God is using your flesh in this age to get the victory over his enemy. Amen. Ever since the fall in the garden, he's just been changing bodies, but it's the same warrior. It's the same Elohim. It's the same Melchizedek. It's the same Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, church. You know what the prophet said? He said it was a mystery to the devil how that God got into Jesus. Amen. When that man in the, what was in the tombs there, the maniac of Gadara, he was over there cutting himself in a terrible condition and the prophet said Jesus got off the boat and come walking across the water and he said he locked eyes amen he locked eyes with that man and that man screamed out and fell down and worshipped him he said what happened was those demons inside that man had seen those eyes before they had seen they was, they was there when they got kicked out amen they had seen those eyes before and the devil asked the question amen how amen did you get in there how did you that I saw up there get in this flesh down here what am I saying this morning I'm saying that's the same God that has come down in this age amen to claim your body and to claim my body what am I saying? I'm, time, it's, I'm saying it's time the devil start asking the God the same question. God, how did you get an L? Amen. How did you get a Josiah? God, how did you get in Joseph? God, how did you get an Andrew? How did you get in Luke? I'll tell you how they got in there. By the same power of the Holy Ghost. That same God has come down in this generation. Amen. To claim some bodies, not for victory coming and not for victory past, but for victories this morning. What are you saying? I'm saying, Satan, you're exposed. I'm saying, devil, the cover's been ripped off. You have no hiding place in the house of God. The same son of man is revealing himself in the bride's body here this morning. Oh, give him some praise. He's not the defeated God. He is the victorious God. He's not the grandpa God. He is the almighty God. If he gave victory one time, he can give it again. Anybody wants a victory? Anybody wants a victory? Anybody ever got the victory? Can I get a witness of somebody in here that's ever got the victory one time? You got the victory one time. Brother L, what did it do? It put a thirst in you. If I got one victory, I want another. If I got one baptism, I want another. If I got one feeling, I want a refill. I'm not talking about a bunch of campground Christians. Oh, 
I'll preach with Andrew. Thank you, I believe I will. I'm talking about some stable Christians. I'm talking about some believers that are sailing, even through dangerous and treacherous waters, but our anchor holds. Our anchor holds on the other side. And no matter what storm we come against, no matter what danger we face, we've got an anchor this morning. God is using your flesh to get the victory over his enemy. How did you get in there? I know what you used to do. Amen. How did you get in there? I know what you used to say. How did you get in that body? I know what you used to look at. I know the places he used to go, but it doesn't matter. When there is an atonement that has been provided by the blood of Jesus Christ, come on, church. What are you saying with Andrew? I'm saying quit wishing and start getting. Some of y'all been looking here at these promises for years, wishing you could get them, wishing you could go have them. Do you realize this morning you've got an unlimited credit card in your pocket? Brother, brother, brother Craig, why well, I go to an arcade store? Amen. Amen. I kind of preached you for a second. Amen. Amen. I love going to Bass Pro, looking around. But then I go to Walmart and realize what I can afford. It's really nice to go there. And, but, but you go in there and you see all these things. And you know what you do? You say, man, I wish I could buy that gun. Amen. Man, I wish I could buy that fishing rod. Brother Tim, I wish I could buy that boat. Amen. I wish I could buy that, that, that coat. Amen. All these things you're wishing. Amen. You're wishing you could get them. Amen. But let me say this morning, church, in the house of God, we don't come here to wish. This ain't a wishing well. This ain't, this ain't. You ain't, you ain't coming here and throwing some money in the offering plate. Amen. Hoping that money gets you a victory. This ain't a wishing well. This is a place. Oh, oh, I'm about to explode. Amen. They said Disney World was a place where dreams come true. I say the house of God. I say the house of God is where things become realities. I say the house of God is the place where dreams become realities. Amen. Walt Disney ain't got nothing on the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about the house of God where cancers leave bodies. I'm talking about the house of God where hair comes back up on heads. I'm talking about the house of God. This ain't a wishing well. I'm not wishing somebody gets a victory today. I'm claiming victory for everybody. In the name of Jesus Christ, I'm striking down every devil doubt, every demon of unbelief, and I stand between the living and the dead. And I say, Satan, you have lost the victory, but even the light tabernacle has got the victory this morning by the Holy Ghost. Go ahead right now and claim it. Go ahead right now. I challenge you. I challenge you to believe the Son of Man is revealed in human flesh. Oh, come on, church. What was William Branham doing? Standing there as a Son of Man claiming victory for people that was in crippled conditions. Oh, help me, Jesus. I'm talking about a prophet standing there and saying, you ain't got faith to believe for yourself. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you my faith. Well, Brother Andrew, Brother Adam ain't here, but the God that was there is here this morning. We ain't here wishing. 
We ain't looking. I was out in Oklahoma one time, and a brother, an Indian brother there told me, he said, I went out to Tennessee a few years ago. He said, I was on vacation. He said, I was sitting there on my cabin deck looking down the stream. I can't get off this for a minute. Looking down the stream at all these beautiful trout just swimming down there. He said, I was sitting there thinking, I'd love to be catching them right now. He said, I'd love to be buying them. He said, but you know what? I got thinking, a license is about 100 bucks, and I don't want to spend it. He said, so I come back home, and I got to tell my buddy about looking at them big old trout. And he said, I think his name was Jim. He said, Jim, you didn't catch none of them? He said, no, I didn't want to buy the license. He said, but wait a minute. Let me see your driver's license. He pulled out his driver's license. He said, you are a Native American. He said, do you see that? Oh, God. Help me, Jesus. He said, do you see that star on your driver's license? He said, yeah. He said, that star enables you to hunt and to fish on any property, any public land, anywhere in the United States of America. You got a right. You got a right to it. And that man looked at me. He said, Brother Andrew, he said, here's what struck me. Here I was wishing I could afford a license, and I already had it. He said, here I was wishing I could enjoy catching them fish, and I had the purchasing power already in my pocket. Oh, even like tabernacle, how long are you going to sit there and wish you could have a testimony, and wish you could have a joy, and wish you could have a shout, and wish you could have a victory? I come to tell you this morning, the purchasing power it's not coming. The purchasing power is here this morning. Rise up and possess what is yours. It was his because he was a citizen of a nation. And you are a heavenly born citizen. You're not a church member. You are a Messiah. You've got rights to everything that God has given in this age. It is yours. How long will you wish? How long will you hope? How long will you pray? Oh, someday I'll get like Brother Joe. And no matter what Brother Joe goes through, I'll be like Brother Joe. Come on, young people. Look at this man. You don't think he has troubles? Well, let's preach a minute, can we? You don't think he has troubles and trials? Hey, Amen. But what is it? He found an anchor. Well, Brother Andrew, it ain't fair. Brother Tim comes up there and preaches like a house on fire. And he's saying, come on and say amen. And he's preaching his heart out. He don't realize what we're going through. He must not face any troubles. Oh, you're badly mistaken. Come on. Amen. But what the devil's been doing is the devil's been telling you, amen, well, you weren't born in the Pruitt family. And you weren't born in the Adams family. And you weren't born in the Glover family or the McGarry family. You weren't born in the preacher's family. So you can't have no authority. I rebuke that devil and I curse that devil in the name of Jesus Christ. He is a liar and he has no rights in this building. He has no rights in this church. He has no authority in the minds of our young people. This is not a new race, amen, based upon bloodline. This is a super race, which is a part of a superstructure that is built upon the foundation. Oh, somebody say boo devil. No, say it like you believe it, boo devil. I see who I am. I hear from my theophany. I feel a quickening power raising up on the inside of me, calling me to victory, pulling me to victory, drawing me to victory. Yeah, Brother Andrew, you don't realize that you don't realize the family curses I come out from under. You don't realize what a prophet come out from under. Are y'all hearing me? 
a prophet of God was packing water to a moonshine steel when the pillar of fire appeared to him. And called him to be a Nazarite unto God. His daddy making moonshine and his family ain't been in church in years. Amen. But the pillar of fire was not looking at his family race, was not looking at the life he come out of. He was looking at the deposit on the inside of his soul. Oh, come on. And some of you have left families. You've left loved ones and relationships and friendships to get where you are today. You know why? Because it wasn't based on the family you come out of. It was based on the lineage you was a part of. Getting in Bethlehem right now. Amen. Are you hearing me, church? Amen. Do you realize what Bethlehem was? It was a place that they called the city of losers. They called Bethlehem, this ain't even in my notes. Amen. They called Bethlehem, amen, a city of losers. But you know what God said by the spirit of prophecy through Micah? He said, But out of Bethlehem. Well, I call a ruler unto my people. Do you know what come out of Bethlehem? Rahab came out of Bethlehem. Amen. Ruth came out of Bethlehem. Salmon. Amen. And Boaz and Obed and Jesse and David come out of Bethlehem. Brother Bram says in 1958, while in Bethlehem, he said, it's a great mystery sign. He said, working over Bethlehem all the time, the rest of the world missing it. Amen. But God was in Bethlehem then. <laughs> Help me preach here for a minute. Amen. God was in Bethlehem then. He said, and God is in his Bethlehem today. Now, can I preach this to you for a second? Do you really expect me to follow man when man missed God in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago? They looked at the same thing everybody else looked at and said it's a bunch of rejects, it's a bunch of losers, it's a bunch of people that'll never amount to nothing. Amen. But God, through prophecy, said Bethlehem is going to be a city that's going to be raised up. Amen. And there's going to be rulers come out of there. Listen, church, God raised up the ruler, the Lord Jesus Christ, out of that Bethlehem then. But today in God's Bethlehem, he is raising up rulers over sin, over unbelief, over demonic spirits. Come on, church. Amen. God is raising up rulers today and the world don't see it, but Bethlehem was there because God put, looked upon it and said, out of these shall come. Now, here's what amazes me is Bethlehem. How did I get in this? Bethlehem was a small little town. And everybody pushed it aside. They made fun of it. They didn't even call its name in the time of the placing of Joshua, of, of the place of the, of the providences. They didn't even call it. But when God done something in Bethlehem, everybody flocked to it. Testing, one, two, testing, testing. Te when it was not known by anybody else, nobody said anything about it. But the minute that God done something in Bethlehem, everybody fought to it. Do you realize Jeffersonville, Indiana was not even a known town? It was another spot on the map. It was another place in the state of Indiana. Amen. But when God got done with it, amen, out of there come a prophet. I've often wondered, Brother Tim, all them, all them people touring Shep's Candy Store, I've often wondered what them people think. Why is all these people here? 
But what it was, was it wasn't what a man done. Amen. God done something that drawed attention to that city. Well, let's bring it right on down here. Amen. This, this community of Menden, Louisiana would be another city. It would be another town. It would be another village or what do y'all call it down here? Parishes. It'd be another parish. Amen. But God has done something. Can I take some liberty here? Amen. God has done something. Amen. Let me say it like this. Even the light tabernacle is what's put Menden on the map. Well, that devil didn't like that, did he? Well, Brother Andrew, you're just bragging on me. And no, I'm not. I'm bragging on the God that placed some seeds here. Amen. To manifest victory through in a neurotic age. When are you going to realize it ain't what a man's doing. It's what God is doing. It's not what a church is doing. It's what God has chosen to do. Brother Tim, God, amen, chose to claim your body right here in this community, amen, to get victory over his devil, over his enemy, Lucifer, and he's raised up some supports, amen, to stand behind you. What are you saying, even like, I'm saying this, church, it's time to raise up, amen, and draw your sword and quit talking about the victory and go get it. Go get the victory. Go get your joy. Go get your family. He has made you a part of the superstructure to do it. Claimed your body. Brother Joe, he claimed you in this age to defeat his enemy. Brother Tim, he claimed you in this age to defeat the devils. Brother Timothy, he claims you in this age to defeat the devil. Brother Aaron, he claims you to defeat the devil. Young man, he claims you to defeat the devil. He claims your body. The son of man, sister, has claimed your flesh to defeat the devil, Miss Hage. Brother Andrew, what's the sad thing about it? Because we're people with troubles and we're people with mistakes and we're people with failures, but we're still people with victory. Victory in our hearts, victory in our souls, victory in the church. With everything we're going through, Brother Joe, we still got victory. With everything we're facing, we still got victory. With every devil that's come against us, we still got victory. Well, go ahead and praise him for a minute. You got a right to. You shouldn't be raising your hands, but God, rich in mercy, you shouldn't be shouting here in this church, but God claims you to live a victorious life. And I'm going to go ahead and draw my sword, and I'm going to cut another devil's head off while I'm here, if that's okay. It's that old critical devil that says young people ain't got a right to dance and shout. Yeah, I got a devil rebuking it on on me right now. Amen, that's an old devil that says young people ain't got a right to kick their shoes off and have a good time in the house of God. And you know what the first thing I say is, why? Why don't they? They say, well, because so-and-so done it, and they're in the world today. Amen, and so-and-so done it, and she don't live right today. Amen, but can I tell you what? What about the ones that done it and is still serving God today? What about the ones that stepped 
out of the outer court into the inner court into the holies of holies into a sound proof room where they couldn't hear the devil's talk where they couldn't hear the devil's language and they were shut in in the presence of God what about those young people Oh, help me this morning, church. What about those young people that really got something from God? Ain't they got a right to shout? Are you hearing me? Ain't they got a right to praise God? Oh, mercy. He said, but Andrew, what is the secret? I'm getting to it right here. The secret is an experience. The Father God preached a message called why are people so tossed about? He said they're tossed about because there's two phases of the same Christianity. He said one is an intellectual conception. He said but two, I love this Brother Tim, he says is an experimental experience. Go ahead and give me some room to dance. You know why? Because you ain't looking at a 25-year-old preacher that's got an intellectual conception. You're looking at a 25-year-old preacher that's got an experimental experience. I didn't meet God through an intellectual conception. I met God through an experience. Anybody else met him that way? Anybody else met him that way? See, then what is that experience? It's my anchor. It's my anchor within the veil. Oh, God, I can help me, Jesus. I've stepped out of the outer court. I've stepped out of the inner court. I'm in the inner veil now. I'm, what did Paul say? Brethren, we now have boldness. Boldness to enter in to the holiest of holies by what? By the blood of Jesus Christ. Now think about something. If the Bible's full of examples, let's look at one here. His name is Paul. Hebrews says there, or Paul says this in Corinthians. I, I, want, I, want, you to, I want you to hear this. Because I still feel that old devil bouncing, and I'm not talking about a person, I'm talking about a spirit, bouncing back and saying, but Brother Andrew... You can't preach that to them young people. You can't preach that to them Christians. You can't preach to them they can live in a place with God and all the time have the victory. But the Bible told me I could. And here's what my Bible says about one of our examples. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in labors, more abundant. In, now, if you can give me this, it's 2 Corinthians 11, 23. I want you to read this for yourself. Because there's some who still say, oh, Brother Andrew, I'm going through too much to really praise God. I'm going through too much to really, to really worship God. Oh, I wish I could be like them other people. But I'm going to tell you about a man that, 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 that went through a lot, but he still come out with a victory. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in labors, more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths oft. Of the Jews five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice was I beat with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I've been in the deep, 
in journeyings, often in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in dangers, perils means dangers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. I want you to think about that. Now, is it over? Is it done here? No. And besides those things that are without that which cometh up on me daily, the care of all the churches, who is weak? I am not weak. Shipwrecked three times. In perils of water. In perils of dangers. In prisons, often, beaten for the gospel's sake, and he could still stand and say, who is weak? I'm not weak. Who is offended? And I burn not. If I must needs glory, I will glory of the things which concern mine infirmities. Thank God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is blessed forevermore, knoweth that I lie not. In Damascus, the governor under Arenas, the king kept the city of Damascus with a garrison, desirous to apprehend me. And through a window in a basket was I let down by the wall and escaped his hands. Now, when's the last time you met somebody that's been through as much as Paul just recorded and they didn't sit you down for two hours? Like a pastor of the day asked somebody, he said, how you doing? About, about 10, 15 minutes later, he said, well, I'm sorry I ask. <laughs> but this man, yeah. as an example of a victorious life, could go through all of that and still be in church on Wednesday night. <laughs> could go through all of that and still be praising God on a Sunday morning. I'm preaching about some Bible heroes now. I'm not talking about Bible heroes of the past. I'm going to bring it to some right here this morning. Can I preach a minute? Amen. Amen. Been through the loss of a loved one, but here in the house of God this morning. Been, been, through, been through brain bleeds and, and heart racing episodes, but in the house of God this morning. Are you with me? Amen. Been through cancer, but in the house of God. What is it, church? I'm talking about some people. Amen. That is not a part of just this structure called Eden and Light Tabernacle. I'm talking about some people that's a part of the superstructure called the house of our God. And they are people's brother Tim said yesterday when Job lost everything, he did what? He fell down and complained and wrote a Facebook post and called all his friends to have a pity party. He fell down and he began to worship the Lord. He began to worship the Lord. Oh, you know what Job done? Job confused every one of his enemies. Job, help me church. Job confused Elohim. He confused his church. He confused everybody around him when he didn't throw up his hands and say, well, if this is what serving God gets me, I'll just quit. But he rose up, Brother Joe, and he said, though you slay me, I'll still trust you. 
Though you slay me, I'll still worship you. Though I've been beaten, I've been shipwrecked, I've been in prison, I've been tormented, I've had to jump out of windows to make it to the next church to preach in. Damascus garrison me and try to apprehend me, but who is weak? That's a shouting point right there. But who is weak? I want to invite the devil to come to this service for a minute. I want to invite the devil here for just a second. And I want to say complexes and depression and, and hurt hearts and broken spirits and sick bodies and depression minds. All kinds of troubles. Brother Tim, how many false doctrines have you had to stand against? Amen. And preach the truth of it. Amen. But you know what I say? Who is weak? weak this morning. Who is weak this morning? I'll tell you who's weak. It's not the one swinging the sword. It's the one taking the lashes from the sword that's being swung. Let it be heard in heaven. Let it be heard on the earth. Let it be heard in hell. Even the light tabernacle is not weak. We are stronger now than we've ever been before. Go ahead, church. Go ahead and praise God. You shouldn't be doing it. But God was on your side. In the hospital room, God was on your side. In the pulpit, in the prayer lines, in the meetings, in the churches, God was on your side. I'm out of time, but I've got to finish this real quick. In all that, Paul could say, who is weak? Are you hearing me? Who is weak? Who is weak around here this morning? I'll tell you who's weak is Lucifer. This may get a little radical, but just give me some liberty, okay? Lucifer's pretty weak this morning. He's been taking some mighty big lashes. He took one over there in Oklahoma a few weeks ago. I don't think he's got all them wounds bandaged up yet. Then a few weeks later, dumb devil showed up here in an Easter camp meeting and took a few more licks. Can I testify for a minute? I was out in Flagstaff, Arizona, preaching that weekend when Brother Ron stood behind this pulpit. I, I was sitting there studying, and Brother Ron got up and told us what he'd been going through. I, I'm feeling it right here, right now. Told what he'd been going through, all the doctor's reports, all the surgeries, everything coming against him. And he got down and he said, I'm going to preach a minute. Is that okay? Yeah. Brother Tim, when he said that, the power of God dropped in my hotel room. I about had to run all over that place. I started looking at the devil and say, who is weak devil? Yeah. A man with cancer in his body, amen, is going to stand there and he's going to openly, publicly testify that while I'm preaching, tumors are going to disappear in my body. I say, who is weak? Are you hearing me? Sister Elena, when you took that lap through here a few years ago and cancer left your body, you know what she can say? Who is weak? Oh, come on, church. The world is falling apart. The church world is falling apart. But there is a bride on the earth this morning that is stronger today than she's ever been before. She's feeling a charge from another dimension. Come on, Brother Joe. She's being led. She's being led by the pillar of fire. And she says, pillar of fire, wherever you take me, I'll trust you. Wherever you lead me, I'll follow you. Wherever we go, I'll stand there and say, God, is my God. Who is weak? 
this morning? The devil. And then we all got together up in the hills of Virginia. God's country, sorry. Because it's not too far from Tennessee. We all got up there. And the Holy Ghost come down and started moving. You know what we done? We stirred the devil up so bad the cops got called on us. We got out of church one night and the cop was standing out there. I thought, here we go. But you know what, Brother, Brother Tim, Brother Sean and I, we'd been in a warfare before that. We'd been fighting against that devil. The day they put the tent up, we got the Brother, Brother Terry Horn was there mowing. Can I testify for a minute? Brother Terry Horn was there mowing and the tent was up. Brother Terry, Brother Sean and I, we all just bowed our heads and we began to pray right there. Lord, bless these meetings. Father, build a hedge of protection around it. Lord, keep your hand upon it. Amen. A few weeks later, amen, somebody come by and said, my, y'all got a lot of chairs out here. How many y'all expecting? Brother Sean said, I don't know. I, I've heard it could be up to 700. He said, whoa. Amen. That's going to be a lot of noise. But that was the camp director, Church of God campground director. You know what he done? He went home that night and he couldn't sleep. And he started praying. And he said, Lord, them people's trying to get people saved to you. So would you would you build a wall around them people and let all the noise go straight up to you and not the neighbors? week the meeting started and about Thursday I think it was they called the cops on us we got out of church and there's the cop brother Sean says well how you doing sir he said well they called me he said there's a lot of noise he said a lot of noise yeah I said there's a lot of noise he said what's going on here he said well, we're just having church he said oh really he said yeah we got people here from Louisiana he said Louisiana all the way up here he said, yes, sir, they're here for camp meeting. He said, so all y'all's doing is having church and praising God? He said, that's all we're doing. He said, enjoy yourself and have a good time. I say, who is weak? You know what I say? If the devil thought he was going to shut us up, he ain't never going to shut us up. And let me just close this morning by saying, he'll never shut us up. He'll take us up. We'll never be shut up. We'll never be backed in the corner. There will always be a victorious witness on the earth that says, I have been through a lot, but I still got victory. I've been through a lot, but I still got joy. Are you hearing me? Can, can I tell, Brother Tim, how much time have I got? Can I toss Oh, help me. Can I tie something together right here? The same man that wrote that about being shipwrecked is the same man that wrote and said, Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? But thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Can you give me Revelation 15? I'm talking about a victorious church. I'm talking about a victorious people. What if I told you this morning you had victory in the past and you've got victory in the present? But what if I read to you about a place recorded in the Bible that speaks about you getting victory in the future? Revelation 15 verse 1. And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, and seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them was filled up with the wrath of God. 
And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them. Are you seeing what I'm seeing, Brother Hale? And them that had gotten the over the beast, over his image, over his mark, over the number of his name, stand. They were standing on the sea of glass. Glory to God. They were standing on the sea of glass, having harps, having harps. Oh. You know what? You go back to the book of Psalms, and the Bible says the harps, they hung up on the willow trees. But here, oh God, but here, they got the harps off the willow trees because it wasn't defeat day. It was victory day. What am I declaring to this church? It is victory day in the light tabernacle. You've had victories. Brother Craig, you've got victories. But Jesus Christ, the spirit of prophecy, sent a John and said right unto him, I saw them over there standing with the victory over the devil. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying if we got victory here, we're going to have victory there. And if we got victory there, victory here, verse 3. Wow. And they all kind of got quiet. Said, well, you better make sure all that singing is not in the flesh and it's in the spirit. Brother Tim, I, I don't know all them young people that are dancing. Some of them is getting in the flesh. Well, we wish you'd get out of the flesh long enough to quit complaining. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works. Lord God Almighty, amen, just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Verse 4, who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name, for thou art holy, for all nations shall come and worship before thee. Why did you read that? Because I want you, for that judgments are made manifest, I want you to identify yourself right there. God has done seen you standing on the other side with a harp in your hand. Victory over the mark of the beast. Brother Bram said, it's matching time. I'm done right here. It's matching time. You know that's true. It's matching time. That must have went home. That's right. Now, I'm going to tell you, brother, I don't care whether my shoes match my trousers or my trousers match my coat. I want my experience to match God's Bible. Are you ready? Are you ready? If you want to match something, match your experience against Paul's. Amen. That's what we need today is a matching time with Paul's faith in the Bible. Real matching time. Don't try to match your neighbor. Match some of the saints of the Bible. If you're a saint, act like a saint. Walk like a saint. Dress like a saint. Talk like a saint. Pray like a saint. Believe like a saint. Shout like a saint. Be like a saint. Live like a saint. Die like a saint. 
and go to heaven like a saint. It may not be proper, but I tell you what I'm doing. I'm preaching to some saints this morning. You've been through troubles, but you went through your troubles like a saint. You've been through some trouble, some heartaches, but you handled it like a saint. You've been through some letdowns, but you handled it like a saint. As the musicians come this morning. Match your experience with Paul's in the Bible. Come to the place where you can sit down and list everything you've been through and say, who is weak? This flesh, it gets weak. But there's a God that's come down and claimed this body to get victory through. I'm making say this morning, I want to go all the way in. You remember the prophet of God talked about Abraham and Lot? He said, Lot said at the, I believe he says the gate. He said, he said at the gate. He said, because he said at the gate, he said he could still be close enough. He could hear what was going on outside, and he could still hear Abraham inside. He said, but Abraham didn't stop at the gate. He went all the way to the door. He went in the door. He said he got as close as he could. Think about this. He didn't want to stay as far away as he could and still be okay. He wanted to get as close in as he could. Here's the secret to all these people. Hey, have you ever seen somebody shouting and you knew what they were going through? You, you knew in your heart everything they're facing. And you, you knew they had every right to be sitting there. But they, were, they was on their feet praising God. They were, they were glorifying the Lord and had every right to be sitting there having a pity party. But you know what happened to that individual? They went into the holiest of holies. They went into a consecrated life. It's, I, I didn't have time to get through all of it, but it's a beautiful study if you ever listen to why people are so tossed about. The prophet shows the, the three different types of light. He said the outside light, he said, was the natural sunlight. He said, so one day the sun could be shining, they have light. The next day it could be cloudy and they didn't have no light. He said, then they went in that second cord. He said, it was the artificial candlelight. He said, they went through and lighted the candles. He said, one day the candles could be burning, light go down, have to relight them. He said, but if they ever went in that Shekinah glory, in that holiest of holies, he said, in there the Shekinah glory was always shining. In there it was soundproof. In there was hidden manna. You ever, you ever seen a, it's going to be funny, you ever seen a bodybuilder and you wonder what in the world is their secret? What are they eating? What are they doing? They're on a special diet. You know what this bride's on? She's on a special diet. It's called hidden manna. And it's producing a victorious life. Brother Andrew, Paul's experience is good, but I don't think I can have it. Well, the prophet of God said you could. Well, Brother Andrew, Paul's faith is good, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't just, I just don't think that's a faith we can have. Well, can I tell you, Paul's faith is the same faith we have. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that you may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. 
Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Be thou faithful unto death. He does not say be faithful unto death, but unto death. You may have to seal your testimony with your blood. Thousands, yea, millions have died during all the ages. They have died in the faith, like Antipas, the faithful martyr. They held not their lives unto death. Often we think that it would be almost impossible to be a martyr. But dare to recall that that faith we daily use to triumph in Christ Jesus is the same faith that upholds the polycarps and all the martyrs. The same faith that upheld Polycarp is the same faith upholding the brokenhearted here this morning. It's the same faith that's upholding the sick in this building this morning. It's a saving faith. How many can say this morning, Lord, that's the faith I want? The supreme faith will give supreme grace for the supreme hour. Brother Andrew, I'm not, I'm not called like Brother Tim to stand behind the pulpit and war against spirits and have to stand in a place and fight against all kinds of demons and influences of the world and things. I'm not called like any of these preachers to stand and preach sermons. I don't, I don't, I don't know what I can do. Can I tell you this morning? Surrender your life to the spiritual leadership of the pillar of fire. And have a testimony like this. Lord, no matter where you lead me, I'll follow you. And in there, I will have victory. No matter, Lord, when I cannot trace you, I will still trust you. And in there, I will have victory. Can we bow our hearts together today? We just humble our spirits in his presence. Will there be one here today who could say, Lord, I want my experience to match Paul's. I, I, want, my, I want my faith to match Paul's. God bless you. God bless you. Lord, I, I want to I be a victorious Christian. And I see in the Bible today that, that there's a secret to it. That secret is you've provided an anchor, which is an experience. There's a secret to just surrendering my life to your hands, Lord. You've taken my vessel. You're claiming my my body, my flesh to get the victory through. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, sis. God bless you there. My hands up different places in the building. If that's your desire today, there's a desire there because there's a God here to give it to you. Heavenly Father, Lord, all across this building this morning, Lord, stands warriors. Lord, stands heroes of the faith, soldiers of the cross. Lord, men and women that have served you for many, many years. Lord, for a long time as I studied and looked at that on the pillars of the temple, Lord, I always took it that it was just the, 
Just be the elders and the elder saints in the church that was the pillars of the temple. But Lord, in this hour, you said you would make the overcomers pillars in the temple of our God. Lord, then what a, what a blessing it is to know this morning that in this church today, we've got some elder pillars and we've got some young pillars, Lord. Lord, we've got some that's been serving you for many, many years. And Lord, how we thank you for their testimonies. How we thank you for their life and their witness, Lord. Lord, I know I'm sure there's young people here today that could testify. There's believers in this church that they've seen come to service after service after service with a smile on their face, with a, with a hallelujah in their heart, with a worship unto you. Knowing down deep they was broken, Lord. Knowing down deep they were going through things that, that has devastated and destroyed others. But Lord, the secret to it was they had an anchor. They didn't have an intellectual conception. They didn't have an intellectual knowledge of this message. Lord, you didn't send William Branham in this age as the seventh angel. Lord, to, oh God, to introduce an intellectual anchor to the church. But Lord, as I read last night where your prophet said, we have an anchor within the veil. He said, that's the same anchor I had when I was having stomach trouble and, and was, was throwing my food up and couldn't keep it down. He said, my anchor was you, Lord, and that anchor held within the veil. Something that I know. Oh, God, he knew you was a healer. He knew you was a deliverer. He knew you was a provider. And, Lord, that was his anchor. And, Lord, that's the same thing here today. There's believers in this building today that can raise their hands and say, I know you're a Savior. I know you're a healer. I know you're a deliverer. Father, may you bring a stability to every heart. If there will be one here today, dear God, Lord, that's, that's desiring to live a victorious life, but, Lord, they feel like they're still tied down like Johnny Crow. May they receive a revelation who the Son is cut free, is free indeed. They can go beyond that two or three days out of camp meeting and back to living the same old way. Oh, God. They can go beyond that two or three days after church and go back to living the same way. Oh, God, you've cut them free from that. You've called them to a victorious life. Hallelujah. How oh, can we just slip our hands up to him this morning? Would you just let the Lord come and minister to you right now? Father, match my experience with Paul's. Match my faith with Paul's. Give me the courage, Lord. Give me the grace. Give me the boldness to no matter what I'm going through. I will praise the Lord. Would you lead us in that, Brother Timothy? <laughs> Hallelujah. If anyone needs prayer today, he's here to minister to you. If you don't have this anchor, he's here today to give it to you. He's here to move you to a place of rest. No matter what 